Welcome to episode 23 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alex. And we play 40K. All right. Straight into hobby stuff. Yes. All right. We'll be talking about hobby stuff. We'll talk about rumors. We're going to get into our desire for a Horus Heresy project. Yeah. And finally end with our battle report, Space Marines versus the Necrons. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the hobby front, I've, I'm all excited because I've finished, I'm close to finishing, my Space Marine quad mortar cannon. The, yes, the model from Forge World. Yes, the Rich Man's Thunderfire Cannon. Yes, the Rich Man's Thunderfire Cannon. <laughs> yeah, it does everything else Thunderfire Cannon does, but, but costs what? three times as much. <laughs> oh, Forge World. But but also only costs 60 points as opposed to the Thunderfire Cannon, which costs 100 points. So points-wise, it's the poor man's Thunderfire Cannon. But from a real dollar point of view, it's the rich man's Thunderfire Cannon. All, depend, all depends yeah. on perspective. Uh, yeah, I'm pinning it up in my Iron Hands motif. Yep. Which, which means, is black, red, yep. and of course, hazard stripes. Well, you got to have hazard stripes. Got you. Got to make sure the enemy is is advised on how dangerous all this weaponry is, man. Right. I mean, the hazard well, stripes are in the front of the... Uh, have you seen those chain swords? <laughs> well, they have hazard stripes because clearly you want to stay away from the whirling blades of death. But yeah, clearly. Um, my, but- my, my, my army is very safety conscious. <laughs> so you're going to see watch your step signs and hazard stripes all over the place. Maybe they probably just, maybe they just don't trust like whatever human aids they have on board. No, no, no. They're just, <laughs> they're the they're chapter just, master also happens to be a lawyer. So he's just, you know, he's a little risk averse. That's all. He's a lawyer. <laughs> they they Sp- get cheaper space marine insurance if they put hazard stripes on it. Space everything. marine insurance. That would be. <laughs> In the far future, there's only insurance. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, of course I had to put hazard stripes on my quad mortar because it just looks cool. You know, yep. to it. me, hazard stripes equals cool. That's it. They just certainly do give. I will. They do give off a very industrial vibe, which is uh, there. You go. Useful. See the hardworking Iron Hands. It, it fits their hardworking their aesthetic and safe. That's that's the <laughs> message my army wants to convey. These guys work hard. And Three days very, without an accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, those signs are all over the place. <laughs> so it's it's turning out. It's fun. It's a fun project. The resin was actually pretty pretty easy to deal with. The Forge World stuff that's been coming out lately is um, the resin quality for whatever reason seems to have gotten better and better. So it's it's less bendy stuff that you have to fix using hair dryers and hot water. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it wasn't when I or start first started ordering Forge World like. All the pieces came kind of warped. Yeah. So I had to dip them in hot water or use hair dryers to get them to work right. But this one kind of came together really, really quickly and it looks great. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So happy about that. I don't know what I'm going to work on next. Probably, you know, I've got an, uh, I've got a basilisk for my Imperial Guard. Ah, yes. It's been sitting in that box. I, well, I have a ton of boxes. Oh, well, yeah. You, you have. I have. Okay. So for my, for my. Quite, uh, you have quite the supply. Yeah, I you know if if the apocalypse comes and then we're unable to get like stuff from Forge World Games Workshop and eBay, you you should be good for about like a year. Yeah, I think so. I've got two more vendettas. Yeah, it's sitting in their boxes. I've got a Hellhound. Yep. Right. I've got a one more Chimera. Mm-hmm. Right. I got the Basilisk. Yeah. 
I still have to paint a Medusa cannon. Yeah. It's actually a third-party model, but it looks like a Medusa cannon. Hmm. Yeah. So I still have to paint that. It's already built. On the Space Marine side, I've got the 30th anniversary Space Marine. Who's, you don't know whether to sell or... I don't know whether I should sell it, put it in my army, auction it off, or give it away as a prize. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult. I, I just found out, though, you can't use the um, the Imperial Guard. I'm sorry, the uh, the Space Marine 30th Anniversary in ITC competitions. Like um, It's like disallowed. Odd. All right. I know, right? But uh, apparently it was too easy for everyone to just make their own. Or or, or, oh. or do like this this counts as so in order to just avoid that issue. I like it because he's got that silly you know D ray D gun. Yeah, everyone likes everyone loves D. Yeah, so, so. for for so for ITC purposes, you can't use the 30th anniversary. So that's disappointing. Um, I've got a few more Vanguard vets that I haven't put together. Yeah, right. I've got 20 more Betrayal at Cal, you know Mark Four Marines that yeah. still need to be put together. Quite a, yeah, quite a bit, yeah. Right. Gosh, what else? I still have uh, Rain's Eldar. I think Wraith, uh, Wraith Guard. Yeah. She, that was never. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Never she was going to start an Eldar army. That hasn't happened. Yeah. It's just sort of. One day. One day. We'll get her to play Eldar. Yeah. I Wait, we don't want her to play Eldar. That's true. We'll get her to play Sisters of Battle. Any, any just not, <laughs> not Eldar. play Orcs. Not Eldar, man. <laughs> not Eldar. Right. We'll, we'll get her to play something easy, <laughs> something easy for us to beat. Yeah, so I so I'm good. I actually have oh I have I also have like one predator I haven't built, right? In the land raider, I I have all of the I, I'm I you know what? Knowing this audience, I'm sure I'm not alone. Probably, probably there's 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 someone. What move someone? <laughs> a few, okay, a few. I'm I'm sure a lot of people who listen to 40k podcasts probably do what I do. And you have this idea of how you're going to make this awesome army. Yeah. And you just need this and you just need that and you just need that. And then you start, you know, because... Accumulating. It, yeah, accumulating, hoarding, buying, because you get the dopamine rush of buying plastic, you know. Whoa. This is cool. And then you, like, think about it. And then you set aside and then you read about something cool that's coming up and you're like, oh, okay. You start going off in that new direction. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I have a big amount of plastic so i i'm i'm avoiding i'm trying to avoid um starting new armies which leads us to our next topic so (laughs) so next week uh it's been confirmed codex adeptus astartes death watch is coming out on august 6th oh yes it'll be available for 50 dollars at your friendly local game store and uh it promises to have all the rules vehicles and unique war gear for the death watch but not only that, not only that, we're also getting Death Watch data cards. Yep. I guess for uh, playing Maelstrom games. Yep. Death Watch dice for 20 bucks. Naturally. Pass. You do the Blood Angels ones. A Black Library novel called Kalgar's Siege. I don't know if that's Death Watch related. Mm. But the big story is we're getting um, a new box set called Warhammer 40,000 Death Masque. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'd like I'd, I'd like to apologize for what? the um butchery Mascue of the <laughs> That's what it says here. 
the French language. I'd like to apologize for the, right, some, of the French yeah, language. All right. Some Americans might call it death mask, but I like to, I'm international, so I call it death mask you. Okay. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a box set that pits the, the death watch against the Harlequins. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and apparently this box is chock full of awesomeness and value. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Cause here's what you get in death watch rescue. Let's listen out. You get Captain Artemis, right? Leading yes. a death watch, five death watch veterans, mm-hmm. five Vanguard vets, a death watch upgrade sprue, mm-hmm. presumably to yeah, turn yeah. those Vanguard vets into death watch dudes, a kill team conversion kit. I don't know what that is. A venerable dreadnought, because, you know, why not have the old guy in the robot suit? Why not? Kill Xenos. Go get him, Grandpa. That's Get off my lawn. For the em- get off the Emperor's lawn. <laughs> Scare off the kids of Hurricane <laughs> right. Bolter. But wait, there's more. Already, that's huge value. Like, yeah. All of these cool Death Watch Space Marines. But wait, there's more. Mm-mm-mm. You're also getting the, the Harlequins. Starting off with that hilarious level four Psyker from the uh, Eldar. Eldrad Ultran. I could see the future. You're, he's a he's a brand new plastic version of him for that normally would cost like thirty three bucks. You're getting him in there. Mm-hmm. Twelve Harlequin troop players, one Death Jester, one Void Weaver, and two Sky Weavers. That's awesome. That's like four hundred bucks worth of stuff, and the reputed price is one hundred and fifty bucks. It's pretty. That's awesome. Pretty, that's pretty much a awesome. Steal. That's awesome. A steal. Yeah, I mean, if you play either army, if you play the Space Marines or Harlequins, you may just want to pick this up and <clears throat> eBay <laughs> the army you don't want. <laughs> uh, hopefully, to me. Okay. Yeah, but in my, it's it's an awesome value. So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, GW is doing a great job of getting people to. I mean, what what a what a way it is just get someone to start an army, right? Yeah, that's a pretty good like, way. Here, are like a core group of the like, army like here's some like nice models for right. this particular army if you want to start your army like this this is there are worse ways to go about it yeah so it it's gonna be cool it's an awesome set yeah um well, pretty neat yeah so death watch rescue yeah. now you said you weren't terribly excited about death watch as an army uh no i i know i know why you like it yeah man why do you like it i well i like it because I like the the whole. Um, I I imagine like like a hyper elite small group of dudes going in and kicking butt. It's like I I wanted I wanted it's just an army of Rambo's running around <laughs> right, the field. Right. The SEAL Team Six, Magnificent Seven, however you want to put it. Yep. Just a team of crazy specialists going in there and taking names, man. All right. It'd be, it'd, I think that'd be great fun if executed correctly. Yeah, I, I'm worried that, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to have, you know, three up saves <laughs> with no involved saves and they're just going to die. Die, yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes a storm surge with a pie plate. Unfortunately, <laughs> there goes your, your eight man crew for 2000 points. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's my concern is that just that, you know, because you can do that. You can do that concept super wrong if you don't make them like yeah. hard enough. The general, the general logic is that, you know, more boys, less toys. But this is the opposite of that. These are all like super elite dudes, you know, armed to the gills. Yeah. And they'd be fun to play. It just, I, I think they're going to be fragile unicorns. Uh, I, I want to see how it's executed first. I like, I like yep. the concept. I yep. love the concept. If there's a way to giving, giving them some kind of additional saves, not to make them like a, because this could be like a, like a super friends list, frankly. 
It's like a <laughs> sanctioned super friends list. Yeah. Right? Super friends. The but you, they kind of have to be super tough in order to weather, you know. Like a storm of like crazy. Yeah. Like, like, like throw the a blob of the or, Imperial Guard at them or yeah. a whole bunch of, you know, orc just boys. Just tie them down. Yeah, yeah, you tie him down, or you just you know wait a fire will bring yeah. him down. Just like you bring down Terminators, you just keep shooting at them, and down they go. And, and then you're gonna feel like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't play with these expensive dudes because you know. And and yeah. well, I, you know what? They're gonna be good for scenarios. They're gonna be good for scenarios. Yeah, you know, the things were that don't require you know. Of course, they could execute it completely differently than what. That's this true. is all speculation. That's true. Oh, That's- I forgot to mention the uh, the game. Is going to come with uh, the box that's going to come with a 208 page 40k rule book. So if you don't have the 40k rules, you're going to get a mini version of the rules. Another way to start out with a special Death Watch cover, which is cool. And it'll probably have scenarios. Well, it's definitely going to have scenarios for playing the Death Watch versus the Harlequins, but hopefully yeah. have other scenarios where the Death Watch can take on other armies. Um, I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm just as a completionist, I'm probably going to pick up the. Codex, yeah, right. Just, just so you see what it's all about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you got to see what it's all about. I and I'm a little drawn to it, but um, I'm not as excited as you are for it. I, a lot of people are, but uh, you know me. I don't get excited about anything. Yeah, of course. Except corporate bonds. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. All right. Other wacky rumor of the week. Oh yes. Um, Guess who's coming back to GW? Guess who's back? It's our it's our greatest friend, our spiritual liege. <laughs> he who's had most impact on the game in the last <laughs> several decades. Ultramarines are his waifu. Uh, of course, we're talking about Matt Ward. Yep. Apparently, on his personal blog, he put a put up a picture of him standing in front of GW headquarters. Saying something like, uh, it looks like I picked up a new client. Yep. So it, it appears that he's going to be doing some work for GW. We don't know exactly what that's going to be yet. You know, he's a writer. The way he phrased that picture as, you know, as a client, not as an employee, it sounds like he's, you know, coming in as a contractor for something. Yeah. So maybe he's there to... I guess it's probably going to be work on a rule set or a I, special a campaign. Or I don't a, I don't know about that. Yeah, maybe maybe campaign, but I don't know. It'd be like yeah, because we were speculating maybe earlier. Maybe it, it could be a book. It could be sure. an article. It could be articles for White Dwarf. It could be yep. any number of things. Consultant. Yeah, we don't know yet. So it'll be interesting to see how the ward, how the ward returns. I I I want him. I just want my deep striking land raiders back in, in the Blood Angels Codex because we're due for a fix in our Blood Angels Codex. And, you, you, you know, I require deep striking land raiders to win. Yes, exactly. If there was a formation of deep striking <laughs> land raiders, <laughs> that's what I'm bringing to the LVO. They just drop five in the sky. Raiders, five land raiders. <laughs> right. Right. See, no one knows where they come from. They're just there. Unlike unlike the battle company, instead of getting like free vehicles, you get the vehicles and then you get free troops, free terminators, free assault terminators. Oh my! (laughs) See, Matt Ward, if you're listening, because I know you are, make that happen. Make that happen. Please don't. All right. Okay. So please don't. Craziness. Speaking of white dwarf, white dwarf is leaving us and then coming back in a new, more awesome version. Um, I guess August is the last edition of the old version, which is the latest version of White Dwarf. Like the Phoenix, it rises again. 
it rises, but like everything old is new again. And so the new version of White Dwarf will yeah. be just like the old, old version of White Dwarf, yep. apparently. It's coming back in a magazine format, A4 size. It is going to be chock full of community stuff, battle reports, tactics. The Apparently, it's, it's a callback to the old White Dwarf that everyone seemed to fondly recall before it became a promotional brochure. Indeed, which this should be a welcome change of pace. For I, for one, Wolf. welcome it. I, you know what? I still, I, because I'm, we're such hobbyists, we enjoy pretty, pretty much everything yeah. that's 40K related. So we, we did enjoy the newest or the latest version of, of White Dwarf. Yeah. But we kept hearing about the old awesome version. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. As an incentive to get people to subscribe or to try out the new White Dwarf, the rumor is that the first edition of the revamped version is going to come with a really awesome Age of Sigmar model. I think a model called the Slaughter Priest. So yeah, something like that. So uh, it sounds very corny, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, 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 uh. The kind of guy that would make probably an awesome corn, you know, berserker sergeant captain whatever what i would see what he looks like we don't play age of sigmar so anything that is age of sigmar that you know is corn related (laughs) we're going to turn it into a chaos space marine or something like that kind of dude um but that's pretty cool because i you know those guys usually come in around 26 33 dollars so if you get a free a free mini with your with your first edition of the new white dwarf you'll you're already in the money and that's cool indeed yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, any other rumors? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, chaos, uh, a new chaos space marine uh, supplement is coming out with some uh, scenarios. Apparently, uh, it, something called Traders Hate is out there in the internet rumor mill, and it supposedly has new chaos space marines rules and updates. It's not a new codex. That's being reserved for a later time. Yes. But it should update Chaos Space Marines in some sort of way. It, we're just no details yet. Uh, other Chaos Space Marine kind of stuff is that there's supposed to be a new Karn the Betrayer plastic model coming out. Oh, yeah. My um, my favorite HQ from the Chaos Space Marines, uh, like this Chaos Space Marine Codex. See, I miss the days of, of Karn the Betrayer on the field. Oh, he's so, he's such fun. He's such fun. Well, he's, what was Karn's greatest moment in our game? Oh, um, oddly enough, it was never his, I mean, his fighting ability was obviously unparalleled and he killed many in that regard. But the best was when, oddly enough, for his uh, marksmanship, when he, he was on, he was on, I believe it was the, um, Sky Shield Landing. Sky Shield, yeah, he was on a Sky Shield Landing. Standing pad. there by himself. There was a, um, he had just killed like a he group of Marines. He slaughtered everyone around him. <laughs> he was alone. He so looks, I, he looks skyward. <laughs> a storm raven is flying by. So I just said, eh, I'll take, I'll take a shot at that. Roll a six, get a glancing hit. And I'm like, wow, that's surprisingly lucky. It moves, it move again next turn. He then proceeds to run after it, <laughs> shoot again, hits again, and gets another hit. Yeah. Uh, with his plasma pistol. His plasma pistol. It was that, I mean. Karn the Betrayer shaved two points off of a uh, Storm Raven. With his pistol. My, my word. I was getting worried. That, that, that <laughs> 10,000 years of combat experience really does quite a lot for your aim. Right, exactly. You need to roll a six to Skyfire, and then you need to. 
to roll another like I don't know six to or uh, you know, five strength or six. seven. It was like armor twelve. Yeah, so he'd roll the five and he'd get a couple of glancing hits. So that was that, so he's scary. He's scary. Even my even my flyers are scared. <laughs> no one is safe. Of Karn the Betrayer. Right. All right. So anyway, lots of stuff coming up in 40k world, uh, which yes. is exciting. And I hope you guys have a lot of money because apparently it's not going to stop. <laughs> oh man, my poor wallet. It just never ends. Please, GW, you're bleeding me I dry. Know. I know. I'm going. I'm going to the Olympics. I'm going to the Olympics in a couple of weeks. This um, is. This is. Yep. Well, actually, in next week, I'm going to the Olympics starting next week. I have a client who is representing the USA, so it's possible we may miss. An episode, or we may be a few weeks out before we do our next episode. This is indeed possible. Yeah, because I'm going to be gone for nine days in Rio de Janeiro. Rio. Yeah. So I'm going to come back full of fun Olympic stories and Zika virus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Yay. Ho- ho- hopefully not. Hopefully not. Do, do, do. Until they come out with a bunch of pins. Olympic pins. That'll be cool. Okay. So we were, you know, we were, yep. we were talking about. Some of the stuff that we'd like to see happen in 40K. And I threw out this idea. And you know you got excited about it. Oh, yeah. All right. Wouldn't it be cool if HBO did a Horus Heresy series? It would be It would be wonderful. HBO, Len Amato, president of HBO, if you're listening, and I know you are. Because why wouldn't you be? Obviously. You're sitting in the same room with Matt Ward. (laughs) Both of you right now. Matt, you should write this, by the way. (laughs) Not that Abnet, Matt Ward. Um, no, an HBO series based on yeah. the Horus Heresy would be awesome and amazing. And give it, give it the Game of Thrones treatment. It would be incredible, right? I, I would, I would think it would be great because I think it's perfect material for that sort of thing. Yeah, no, it would be awesome. Make make somebody like Ian McShane the uh, Horus, right? Yeah, yeah, it would be uh, amazing. Channing Tatum could be sanguineous. <laughs> then we'd have to we'd oh, have gosh. fun casting it. <laughs> yeah, that would be good fun. Right. I uh, think the only problem with uh, with that is that it's so male heavy. There's very few women. It'd be yeah, it'd be difficult to. There's uh, difficult who, to clear. Who's the uh, who's the saint? Uh, what's her name? There was a saint. Yeah. Uh, there was the um. I don't remember the saint's name. She she's the remembrancer. Yeah. The, yeah. There was. Right, so she's a strong female character in it. There was because um, uh, was... a bunch of dudes in power armor just talking about you know like talking around like <laughs> Roman centurions. Uh, it's probably gonna skew heavily on the demographic on one side. You gotta mix it up a little bit, tell more stories. I think be more. But yeah, it's but it's uh, difficult in that setting. Yeah, but but I mean the casting would be awesome. Like Fulgrim, who would we cast as Fulgrim? <laughs> who would be Fulgrim? Um, Fulgrim would be. Oh, uh, 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 Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, that could that could that could work. That could work. You know, because he has work. a little bit of imperious. Yeah, that that would that would that could do it. That yeah, could do it. Yeah, because it's it's such a like it does seem like such a very Games of Thronesy story. I mean, not with like the crazy credits, a little bit overblown and ridiculous, but that's the fun of it. Who would be Who would be Loken? Who would be Loken? Right. Cause he would be like the emotional, he'd be the Eddard Stark of the story. You know, he'd be the one, the guy that, you know, stay true. Stay true. <laughs> and it dies very quickly. <laughs> well, it dies at the end. Yeah. But I mean, who would, who would he be? I don't know. This God, is, that would be, cast I, I know. I, you want somebody who's like, I know. Who? 
John Cena. No, no. <laughs> okay, maybe not. That, that, <laughs> no, not John Cena. It's John Cena. <laughs> Unexpectedly. Oh, oh my. That, that, no, he would be angry on. It would be, it would, what even? <laughs> yeah. That would be the least of all the wrestlers to play like Angron. Okay, yeah, so it would be a collab between a WWE. <laughs> so just get all, just get the a bunch under, of wrestlers. The Undertaker would be Mortarian. Undertaker's Mortarian. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, what's his face? I know this guy. There's this guy who'd be good as like Angron. Uh, Batista is his name. Batista. <laughs> Dave, Batista. Dave Bautista? Batista. Batista. Yeah, Dave uh, Bautista. He was in Guardian of the Galaxy. He was? Yeah. He's also in the new, uh, the new kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. He plays like the evil kickboxer. <laughs> evil. Okay. Yeah. I was not aware of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see who'd play the emperor? Oh, that's, that's a difficult question because. Yeah. Because we all have our concept of what the emperor looks like. Well, you know, the emperor, um, he's often depicted as, you know, tall, black-haired. Yeah, tall, black-haired, long, black hair, long. Slightly darker skin. Apparently in the in the fluff, he's, I think he's from like Turkish origin or something. Something like that. Cause it yeah, was... so he's sort of uh, tall, striking, kind of a Roman nose kind of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who would um, get... Who would... Because it's because it, it's very uh, and he's and he's sort of young and vital. So he's not like an old man. Guy. Yeah, but it's it would be it's still hard to cast because its attitude is very um, right. He has to be both fatherly mm-hmm. and then sort of strong and military, and and he's also the greatest psyker in the world. Yeah, so he's a little bit aloof because yeah, he's such oh, he's so thoroughly different yeah, from everyone else. Yeah, he's not he's not human. He's the emperor. Yeah, exactly. He's the emperor. So it's sort of okay. I I would have to say Tilda Swinton, aloof, <laughs> not human. <laughs> can play an alien Alrighty. who walks among us no okay not Ooh. Tilda Swinton oh as, the, as the emperor oh boy. we're gonna have Benedict Cumberbatch Cumberbatch no, no. whatever his name is not even not no Martin Freeman as the emperor no no the more the more you say things alright alright so, that's just bad ideas <laughs> I'm not good at casting I should be better at this but I'm not alright uh, if you have ideas and how you would cast uh, Horse Heresy the series, let us know. Best ones get mentioned in our next episode. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, enough tomfoolery. When we come back, we're going to talk about our epic battle report featuring the Iron Hand Space Marines versus the Implacable Necrons when we return. I'm, I'm prepping uh, Space Marines, the Iron Hands, to get ready for the LVO in February. So I'm trying a whole bunch of different things. And so I challenged Alec yep. to bring his most deadly list, the hardest list he could come up with, to take on a list that I would give him in advance. So he would see my list, and it would be 1850, 
all you know put together according to ITC standards. And then from that, he got to pick whatever he wanted to basically crush it. And I told him, pick the dirtiest, nastiest, horrible, most like unfair list that you can think of to basically take down my, my list. Cause that's the only way I'm ever going to make progress. Right. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me mention what, what my list is. And then, and then we'll go over the ones that you picked that you thought could take down the, the iron hands. My HQ was chapter master smash effort, which as we all know, is a chapter master in artifice armor on a bike with the Gorgon's chain. He also had a thunder hammer. Okay, so that gives him two up armor save. He's got a three up invuln save. And as we found it, because of the way that I configured the unities in, yep. he ended up with a four up feel no pain. No, three up feel no pain. Yep. Three up, which is nuts, right? Yeah. Two, three, three. Oh, that's crazy, right? Okay, so he's my he's my HQ. I, I decree that there should be a guitar solo anytime his name is said. <laughs> yeah. Accompanying him was a command squad, which included an apothecary and three space marines with grab guns, mm-hmm. all on bikes, okay? And then one uh, space marine with a storm shield and power fist. Oh, yeah. To give him another three up invuln save in that, in that group. <laughs> I had a Terminator assault squad with thunder hammers and storm shields. Okay. My two troop choices were a scout squad with all with sniper rifles and chemical looks and a tactical squad in a razorback, uh, with a flamer. Uh, my fast attack was an assault squad and that included two flamers, two space marines with flamers. Mm-hmm. And I had a stormhawk interceptor, not because it was going to be, um, super tactical. Yep. Or super effective. Because you wanted to try Because I it. never played it, and I just wanted to see how a Stormhawk Interceptor did. And I, it came with uh, a Laz Talon Skyhammer missiles, and so it came on its sort of default um, configuration. I had an Ironclad Dreadnought in a drop pod, mm-hmm. and that had a uh, chain fist, right? A melted gun and a heavy flamer. And then I had the, the, ooh, the Hazard Stripey Quad Mortar Support Battery, mm-hmm. all right? Uh, and then I had a Relic Sakarin battle tank that had the Laz Cannon uh, sponsons. As my uh, extra formation, I brought a Librarius Conclave. Okay, one Librarian, a level one Librarian on a bike, mm-hmm. a level two Librarian in Terminator armor, mm-hmm. and a level one Librarian with a jump pack. The Terminator Librarian had a Force Axe. The other people had Force Staves. That was my awesome list. So what did you put together to combat this list? So when I saw this, I figured, oh, this is, looks like a hardy, tough list. But I knew of uh, one army that it was, was guaranteed. Hard, to be hardier and tougher. Yeah. Toughier. Toughier. The ever-loving Implacable Necrons. So I brought a classic Decurion detachment. Gotta love the Decurion detachment. You gotta get that four up uh, reanimation protocols. Gotta get those. So, of course, at the uh, Reclamation Legion with the Overlord, all pimped out of Gauntlet Fire, Phase Shifter, Phylactery, the Resurrection Orb, the Void Reaper, because he just wanted to mess people up. The Squad of Five Immortals, he was, oh, the Overlord was with Witch Guard, all in a Night Scythe, all Hyper Phase Swords and Dispersion Shields. Uh, I had a Squad of Tomb Blades, all equipped with Shield Veins, Particle Beamers, and Nebula Scopes. 
forgot about those nebuloscopes. Gotta love those nebuloscopes. And then three, not one, not two, but three squads of ten man, ten man squads of warriors. Uh, one in a ghost rock, the rest were on foot. I then had the Canopec Harvest group with the Canopec Spider, a six-man group of Canopec Raves all with whip coils. Got to get that initiative five. Six rates. Let's not go over that. Just like subtly mention that under your breath. That's six rates. Toughness five. Can float 12 inches. Yeah, move through solid objects. Three plus influence saves. Ugh. Uh, strength six, toughness five. Oh, boy. Welcome. Welcome to pain town. Right. Uh, four base group of scarabs i had a five-man squad of flayed ones and the night bringer the satan you brought a star god to this fight oh yes yeah uh, we've mentioned the star god before he's actually a lot of fun to play yeah he's, he's always performed better than i thought he would he's performed better than anyone's ever given him credit for people yeah. people don't like him because he's so random but he's, yeah he's in our games he's been amazing it, yeah it's been like right. shocking his performance so uh, we we um this is our first time trying to play an itc format um but we we rolled on the table and we got itc scenario five which is basically the primary mission turned out to be big, big guns, guns never, never tire, tire. Right, and if you win the primary mission, meaning that you play a regular game of forty k with big gun, with the big guns never tire scenario, yep. you'd get four mission points if you if you won that. If you tied it with your opponent, you would get two two points and zero points if you lost it. Yep. The secondary mission under the ITC is always a Maelstrom mission. It's a modified Maelstrom mission, uh, which gives you four points if you if you win it, uh, two points if you tie it, and zero points if you lose. And that usually means holding objectives either in your deployment zone yep. or your or enemy's deployment zone or destroying an enemy unit. And then of course, there were three uh, bonus points. Three bonus get. points. In this case, it was ground control, meaning you had a, at the end of the game, you had to hold two objectives. This is ground control. Linebreaker, the way we always define linebreaker, and slay the yep. warlord, the way we always define slay the warlord. So there you go. So we, roll, we rolled off. Um, you got to pick table sides. And then you also no, you got to choose who, and then you told me, you got to choose uh, who deployed first. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I got to choose who deployed. So I I wanted you to deploy first, so I wanted to see your deployment. Exactly, and oh, oh something I should mention because this was very instrumental in the game. Yeah, I rolled a very good warlord trait. Oh yeah, your warlord trait was amazing because <laughs> uh, it was from strategic traits, and I got the. Your warlord and his unit, and like three other guys, can have infiltrate because why not? Oh, man. So, <laughs> man, those warriors immediately got a nice little advance upwards. Yeah. Uh, just a note: you, you're not allowed to roll on the tactical table for ITC, yeah. uh, which is interesting. That's where we, that's where everybody rolls normally. So, and uh, and I actually rolled a pretty good warlord trade too. Um, my world, I think I rolled under the Iron Hands. Oh no, I rolled under Strategic. No, no, you didn't roll under Strategic. You rolled under Command, I believe. Because oh, oh, it command. was like a, yeah, it was, it was a under group. Command. Yeah, it was like. Uh, and I got uh, your warlord and his unit get to reroll like ones to hits and to wounds. Yeah, which is awesome because they're basically an assault unit. So that that was gonna be cool. Yeah. So. All right. So I tried to seize. I did not seize. So you went first. Yes, and the first uh, turn uh, from my side was pretty unremarkable. I just sort of advanced with uh, some units, hung back with a lot of others. Just wanted to hold the. I had gotten an early. I had not gotten an early grab on three objectives actually. Yep. Um, my ghost arc advanced to get one, uh, but the other two because I infiltrated. <laughs> 
I had infiltrated the uh, Nightbringer onto <laughs> onto a point. So with some played ones who were already at Infiltrate, so that was convenient. Nice little bodyguards. I also infiltrated a group of warriors onto this little um a bunker. A bunker, bunker. It was a bunker. That in there that they had a point. So this was for the primary objective. Uh, I did not achieve any sec of the secondary maelstrom objectives, however. Yep. Unfortunately, that would be a reoccurring theme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you deployed really well because um, you, you naturally were holding some main, the primary mission objectives. Uh, in my in my first turn, I rolled destroy an enemy unit under Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I, I had two destroy enemy units is I got as yep. my secondary mission objectives. And I ended up basically uh, wiping out your Tomb Blades. Poor Tomb Blades. Uh, they, they, had, they had jumped out and tried to shoot at your uh, scouts and then they died. Right, because they didn't, or they weren't able to successfully kill the scouts. Yeah, we had night fight, night fighting. So nebuloscopes were supposed to come in handy, but yeah, nebuloscopes are are remove cover. But um, yeah, I rolled really well. You rolled not so great, and you ended up killing two of my scouts, but you didn't end up getting your objective. Um, I got even in my turn, so my relic securing tank came in and just decimated them, shot them to pieces. So, so that was that was its. Highlight, I believe. In, oh yes, in the game. So I ended up uh, scoring one Maelstrom objective in turn one. So I got one one uh, Maelstrom objective in my turn one. And that was that was pretty much it. I destroyed your tomb blades. Okay, turn two. What happened? Turn two is when things got very interesting. Uh, my raves were able to um, move through a wall like they do, and a straight twelve inches directly towards your Sakaran, and uh, successfully made the charge, which was pretty nice. Uh, I did some other advances, I think, but I didn't really, it didn't, this wasn't, I wasn't really moving around that much during this game. No, for the most part. You didn't need to. Yeah, I didn't need to. I had like, I already had a lot of primary mission points and used, and most, a lot of your army was already sort of situated. And I knew which units I wanted to send out as like kill units. Right. So you were sending guys. You were sending the murder teams out to come get me. And 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 I was aware moving anything else because I was aware that you had like deep striking guys. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Uh, I forgot. In my turn one, I had drop potted the ironclad dreadnought. Oh yes, drop potted in. How could we forget? And and (laughs) oh wait, boy, that drop pot (laughs) was my MVP. The drop pod hit basically secured uh, the objective in your deployment area. Yeah. Right. And I kept throughout the game, I kept drawing hold that objective. So that drop pod got me so many Maelstrom points. It was ridiculous. You, you couldn't kill it throughout the whole game. It you was, tried it again. And again it was sort of ridiculous. And that drop pod just kept scoring points. But the unlike unlike the drop pod, the dreadnought comes out, and I thought, what was sitting on the objective? It was a spider and some uh, scarabs. Spiders and, and scarabs. And so the Dreadnought came out to try and kill the spider. And he's got a melt-a-gun and he has a flamer. Yeah. And not a lot of salt out of the drop pod in turn one. But I thought I would at least put some wounds on it with this stupid melt-a-gun. And, of course, nothing happened. Nothing. 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 I whiffed. Yeah. So, so so your turn two, you basically moved up your wraiths. I moved up my wraiths. They yep. assaulted the Scarn. And I killed your, uh, I killed your Dreadnought. With some um, some warriors were on the sky shield surveying blow, and they're like, "Hey, that's that's not that's not supposed to be here." What's this drunken dreadnought doing? What is what is this walking guy around? Get this guy out of here! Just 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 flay him. All it's right. fine. A tip: if you've got a dreadnought, even even with armor thirteen, <laughs> and you're facing Necron warriors, 
a group of 10 of them at, at uh, rapid fire range, you're not going to do well with Goss. Good Goss. Goss automatically wounds on a, on a six, uh, no matter what. So yep. that Dreadnought did not last long. No, it did yeah, not, it unfortunately. Was, it blew up in that first turn. Yeah, so end of my, end of my turn two was a dead, dread, dead Dreadnought and a dead Sakaran, which I was very happy to get the dead Sakaran. because oh, that yeah. thing, cause that thing that always, was a huge, huge blow to me. Because that thing always does work whenever you bring it out. So I was like, oh, I got to kill that first. Yeah, I mean, it killed all your Tomb Blades, um, and, and it was aiming for your Ghost Arc. Yeah, that was my next, its next intended victim, but you you snuffed it out in turn one, so that was a big blow to me. So right away, I lose like 250 points, it, probably more than that, like closer to 300 points worth of units mm-hmm. in at the end of uh, your turn two. I, I got my reserves, so all my reserves came in. Yep. Uh, my storm uh, stormhawk interceptor comes in. My assault terminators come in with the assault with the terminator librarian. Yes, they did. They deep struck in, and my assault squad with the other librarian come in. So I I tried to shoot again your spider, and I think oh I ended up killing your spider. No, you didn't kill. Oh no no you not, didn't kill not this turn not this turn. My assault uh, squad yeah. tried to kill. The uh, scarabs that were hanging around one of the objectives. That they were, killed that, two bases. They were contesting the the yeah. Uh, yeah. They were contesting the objective that my drop pod was holding. So I wanted to kill them. I didn't. I didn't manage to kill. I killed two of them. Yeah. Two, two of the bases, but I didn't, I, there were still like two more left. Mm-hmm. My assault marines came down, and uh, they were heading toward the spider. So they just were. They just moved toward but, the spider. Yeah, they couldn't shoot because they, they couldn't don't shoot. They, yeah, no, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't assault. They, they couldn't, couldn't assault. I mean, and they couldn't shoot because they have thunder hammers. <laughs> so yeah, so. <laughs> they, could, they were shooting you dirty glances. Mm. That's all they were doing. Grumble, grumble. Right. Um. Yeah. Right. I think I tried some psychic power, but nothing really happened. Oh, and then of course we have to go with. We have to mention the the assault, the iconic. The great assault of the game. Oh yeah. Okay. So so end of my turn two. I, I let's see. So let me look at my score sheet here. I in turn two. I get. I guess I got. I, I held an objective. I, I, so that got me one maelstrom point. But big deal. All right. I assaulted. Yeah. Your rates. There we go. There we go. So I assaulted your rates with. A, but that was in turn three. No, this was in turn two. No, because I'm not allowed to uh, assault. No, it was bottom of turn two. Remember? Because I had. Because my guys were. Ted just killed the Ursacaran uh, on my turn two. Oh, your no, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm your confused. your turn two rolls around. That's right. My turn two rolls around, and so my chapter master and all the bikes, the command squad, yeah. decided to assault the wraiths. Not uh, upon seeing right. the wraiths, one of the most destructive combat units in the game, on their front doorstep, they're like, yeah, we're having I, none of this. I, and I thought, oh, I can take these guys. Come on. A little... Did they know? <laughs> right away, it, it, it goes poorly for me. Because your friends... The race are initiative five because of the stupid whip coils. And they're able to take out... There was a guy you had who, had, who was bearing the brunt of some of the damage. Yeah. He, Mister, was, he, he had a power fist and he had a storm, storm shield, shield, which was his... On a bike. So he's toughness five, three, three up, up in bone. Right. Weight of attacks, however. So, yeah. So he goes down quickly. Yeah, yeah. I just failed the roll with him. And then I just, you started just knocking off, you know, uh, it was great. We would go, we would go back and forth throughout this combat. We would go back and forth. I would take off like 
one or two, um, one or two, hold the one or two uh, wounds from your chapter master, and then he would regain like one <laughs> right. around like almost every turn. Right. So it was just sort of back and forth between him slowly dying and getting better, and then that's the iron uh, hands for you. Yeah, that was the iron hands. Yeah, the flesh is weak. So he he's he was able to basically regain as a character in the iron hands. He can regain a wound, uh, you know, at the top of the turn. And so he was regaining wounds, even though he was losing them to the weight of attacks. Um, your rates started going down slowly. Basically, that attack, that that assault, lasted the entire game. In, in the entire game, yeah, near like near yeah, the entire the entire game, this assault was going on. Yeah. Of just it was just a massive. And I, 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 I was actually, hairball. I was actually really glad that you assaulted me because I didn't want those units anywhere near my main army. Right. I didn't want that unit anywhere near my main army. And I was like, uh, I was well, like, I, I figured I had to take out the rates. I mean, they had just taken out my Sikaran and they were going yeah, to take out a, a bunch of other things. So yeah. Like, there was nothing uh, that could withstand the rates really. So, you know, what my scouts, yeah, <laughs> my Razorback. No. So, so I needed to basically, but what I thought was that smash ever with this thunder hammer would be able to clear him out, would be able to clear him out. Cause he's got a ton of attacks, right? Yeah. But, you rolled incredibly well. I rolled not so great. The three, those three pleasant. I just kept making those three plus invulns, man. man. Those three, three plus invulns on that thing. You, yeah, you made them. You just you didn't fail them. You just they just kept going. Yeah. So, so that that is all in that whole thing. In turn three, I mean, in turn my turn three, my um my HQ arrives. The uh, the uh, with the witch guard, the overlord was the witch guard in the night side. They mm-hmm. fly on the table. The nightbringer descends upon your poor assault marines. Yep. Um, who survive amazingly a round of shooting that <laughs> they should not have survived. No, so you did what's called a gaze of death. Yeah, but and then you rolled three d six for leadership, and then and you compare that against the leadership of the unit and that's yep. how many wounds you get and you you did like four wounds but then you were able to get your like <laughs> a, a because they're number. iron hands because they got their six up they got a six up and you made like fame. three of them I made three six up in a row oh, it, was, it was incredible it was like we, sh- I, we shouted at like the top of our lungs <laughs> what <laughs> yeah every time they'd make the feel no pain of the six up first, the first one is like oh I can't believe how lucky you are and then the second, second one, one you're just like what, what? and then the, the third, third one, one in a row it was yeah. ridiculous so that happened, but then the Nightbringer gets into assault, kills a few of them. Doesn't clear out the squad, so they are remaining locked in combat. Uh, Rafe combat continues with stagnation, as expected. Um, or not or not as expected, but... I think you try to shoot at my drop pod with your... As hoped. With your warriors. Oh, yeah. It, it, that, the long... The long rivalry between the warriors and the drop pod as they just worthlessly shoot at each other. Yeah, Stormbolt versus 20 goss shots. <laughs> and it was a dead end. Uh, it was, was dead high. Uh, you could yeah, you couldn't kill that thing. And every time you take a, a hole point off, it, would just, it would just fix itself. Yeah, Necro, it, it had because it had it will not die as well. So I think that was my turn. I didn't really get any maelstrom points. You didn't get any maelstrom points to hold. I, I got one. I got one. Yeah, but for holding one of my objectives. But that was about it. Yeah, you were, had, you were playing the, the primary at, mission. At a certain point, I just yeah, I just had to. Focus on the primary mission because secondary. I was just gonna. I was I was consistently getting one or two points of 
on every turn for Maelstrom. So yeah. I was doing well. I was killing units and I was, you know, holding objectives when I needed to. So, yeah. so I was, it was clearly that I was going to win the Maelstrom and it, it was looking like you were going to win primary. Yeah. In that, in my turn three, the big, the big thing was that my, my Stormhawk shot at a few things, didn't really do any damage. It's not, it's not geared for yeah, yeah, assaulting yeah. ground troops. Yeah. You want to bring a storm talent to that fight. This thing is more of an anti flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't pointed in the direction of the Night Scythe. Yeah. I was still trying to harass, you know, your ground troops, but it it's just not it doesn't have the capability for it. You know, it's so it uh, you know what? It's a cool looking model. Probably not gonna be bringing it out too often. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um the big fight that turned for me was when my assault terminators and yep. thunder hammers Came and killed your spider. Yep, they that was big. Turned into spider mush. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the night. I think the Nightbringer was killed the rest of the squad that turn, and finished that combat. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. you finished that combat. So turn yeah. four rolls around. Turn four. My turn four rolls around. The Nightbringer decides, hey, I'm gonna pick a fight with those Terminators. Yep. I, I'm a Star God. I can do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. What 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 I didn't do. What I should have done. Yeah. Was should have activated my force axe. Oh yeah, you never. I, for whatever reason, I keep forgetting to activate force on my force weapons because that would take down the star god with one. No, 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 no. He's eternal warrior. Oh, because you know. Okay, because eternal. He's because he's a star god. Because he's a star god. He is not. He is not phased by your prophetic immortal <laughs> weapons. All right. He is above fine. such things oh, as psychic energy. Stupid star god. Um, my so, so the nightbringer is able to miraculously kill stare down and kill three of your assault terminator and one is dies in um goss fire one dies in goss fire remember it was just overwhelming goss managed to kill one of them which was like oh yay and then i oh, oh i have the gaze of death that's ap2 that's useful ap2 and then Jeez. struck down three of your assault terminators yeah i rolled one one and two twos <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make their three up in one save. No, they did not. Yeah, and so that was bad. So, so that was that was pretty great for the start. <laughs> yeah, and then he was able to assault. Then he was able to assault and finish off. Finish. They were going. They were running over after the uh, spider died. They were running over to assist the um, the, chapter, the master. chapter master against the raves. And I was like, oh, I can't have any of that. Um, actually, my um, overward and his witch guard dropped out of their um, out of their croissant for uh to get involved in the fight as well and i figured out oh, right. i need to stack the odds in my favor yeah so they, they they got out so in my turn four i used my quad mortar to basically shoot down two of the uh, lich guard yeah it was, i think it was combined five yeah they kept the witch guard was, kept dropping like fives man well i think uh, yeah i was it was combined fire i had a, had a tactical squad with heavy bolter um, and target them and then also the razorback right uh, the razor, yeah, the razor, razor back with the twin linked assault cannon, and then the quad mortar. Between them, they finally got through and killed two of the lich guard. And they had you a little bit of worried, and you were like, "Should I use my res orb? Should I use my res orb?" No, but you held off, and it, luckily you did. All throughout the fight, I gotta say, I was underwhelmed by the performance of the quad mortar. Yeah, I keep hearing about people saying how awesome it is, and maybe it's only awesome if you can bring a whole bunch of them. But the fact that it's barrage. Means that wherever that first small blast lands, you have to work from there and try to, you know, yeah, it, was, you know it just didn't. You know, it, I missed a lot for whatever reason. It just it wasn't great. Uh, anyway, I, I was underwhelmed by it. I'll I'll give it another shot, but I was okay. underwhelmed. Yeah. So my you had wiped out my assault terminators. 
So the big, I guess the big fight was really back to the main assault, and that was the chapter master and the command squad versus the the rates. I started whittling down your rates at this point. Oh yeah, the, this was um, like you had two rates left. Yeah, that at that point I had two rates left. So by the time like turn five rolls around, I'm like, oh, I need to get. They're about to break free of this assault. I can't let them do that. Yeah, I this it must remain gridlocked. So. I jump in, of course, with the Nightbringer and the Witch Guard at the same time. Wow. Witch Guard showing up at the back where that squishy apothecary and librarian are who are providing their little support roles to make sure no one dies horribly. Yeah, because so, uh, I, was, I was making four up feel no pains for, yeah. for the Space Marines and for the and for the Chapter Master, I was doing three up. And it was, I think it was, like the moment the apothecary died, that's it. It my, just it crumbled. Like, it was like a house of cards. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> suddenly ca- my yeah, suddenly my feel no pain is pretty gone. And it then suddenly go to six and smash effort suddenly dies. I think to the star god. Then there's like a few marines left in the assault, and then like next turn they're gone. So it so it it took okay. So a chapter master and a command squad and a librarian on bike, hardy unit, but it took six raids. Yep. A Lich Guard and Overlord mm-hmm. and a Star God yep. to finally finish them off. They were tough, man. Yeah. Now you accomplished your goal in that you you tied them up. Yeah. They I, were I they're a super mobile I you know, unit. I didn't want them to do anything. They didn't go anywhere. No, they, it it totally worked. You had heavy hitters, all the heavy hitters they centered just, on them and did their job. Yeah. It was a combined <sighs> so it was frustrating. Combined efforts. Yeah. So that was good, um, and then you, and then we sort of re, we sort of um, tallied up and realized, okay, you you were probably going to win the uh, Maelstrom. Yep. I was probably going to win the uh, Big Guns Never Tire. Right. And then so it came down to bonus points, and I had ground control. You had ground control. Well, I suddenly had to slay the Warlord. Yeah, and then and then I, I, and we I, both had Line Breaker until I didn't until you didn't um, because in in a vain move to try to get Slay the Warlord, I moved my Stormhawk Interceptor, which, yeah. which was providing Line Breaker, and then and then the, the guard and then the um, warriors finally killed your drop pod, so yeah. the yeah. drop pod couldn't get that. So you ended up winning. Yeah, I by, went by, by two, two points. points yeah. By two points because you couldn't kill the war. You couldn't kill the warlord. Okay, so that was our that was our first ITC format. What did you think of the ITC format? I actually liked it. I actually liked it a lot. I thought it was good fun, great fun. Uh, well, there was so many. I know so many things, things to, and to I, do. I really, I really enjoyed that sort of. I I really enjoyed how it was. All right, maybe you're not so good at Maelstrom, but maybe so maybe we'll get unlucky in that. But you can still do the main like normal game, right. Eternal War type scenario. And I thought that was really neat. I, I also I also really enjoyed there was no first blood. The reason I enjoyed it because I always felt it was sort of that was too random of a point to, for to uh, I think that's, to just I, th- I think that's the reason the ITC doesn't really use it in all the scenarios. Yeah. Or, or if any, I, I actually don't know if they use it in any of the scenarios. Um, but uh, I think that's one of the main reasons that it feels like whoever goes first is likely to get first blood. Yeah. And it seems that that's just like a dice roll, like who went first, right? So. It's not tactical, so yeah. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, otherwise I would have gotten first blood. You would have gotten first blood. Uh. Then you would have only <laughs> lost by one point. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> then you still would have lost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I obviously have to get used to the ITC format. Yeah, uh, as as you know, because I only have what six months before the LVO. <laughs> Got to get ready. But I've never really played it before, so this is instructional. 
Um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It just that the game lasted for a long time. Yeah, it lasted for quite. Some I time. think a lot of it was because we were getting used to the format. Yeah, you know, we're also playing eighteen fifty points, which is you know Bigger. a lot. So, what do you think you're going to take away from this? Okay, when making so, your next okay. list. Oh, this is well, this is experimental, and yeah, you know, yeah, every yeah. loss to me is is educational. We're learning experience, learn from. I, I want to be beaten uh, in in ways that I understand how I was beaten. Yeah, and, and in this case, I, I learned lessons about what the what chapter master on and command squad can do and not do yeah right like they're really good at taking meqs you know and taking anybody that that doesn't match them or, or even has less initiative yeah they, so someone someone who can be like overwhelmed or outlasted taking on something like rates is you, just gonna bog them down for a while because they're just too tough you cannot outlast the necrons yeah it was tough outlasting the necrons respect goss Man, I have a you've taken down knights with that goss. Oh you yeah. Know? So um, I you've got to respect the six on the goss result because that's just gonna just get you. Probably, you. you probably wait, won't wait be a fire is just yeah. gonna, it's gonna take you down. You probably won't run into too many necron armies in the ITC, but probably not. But oh, there'll be a few, but probably not. I mean, I'm likely to be Eldar and Tau, but um, nonetheless, uh, I'll I'll learn from that. Um, I'm not going to use a Stormhawk Interceptor. Yeah. You know, really. I, I played it mostly because it's just new model and I wanted to use it. Um, yeah. Still testing out the quad mortar. I've heard good things. It was underwhelming this time, but I'm willing to give it another chance. Again, I was shooting at things that were super resilient, super tough. Four up, four up, four up, four up, four up. I was, four up. Shoot, I was shooting at Lich Guard with reanimation four up, you know, protocols. So, so three it, saves. It was four yeah. up, four up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it really wasn't going to be We roll against those guys. Uh, for my next my next Iron Hands list, I'm probably going to try not using the the expensive Death Star of yeah. the Command Squad and and again an Assault Germinator Squad. Yeah. So I'm going to try other 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 configurations of Iron Hands. I'm committed to using Iron Hands. If I take a Space Marines army, it'll probably be Iron Hands. Yeah. You know? So I'm gonna my next time I'm gonna use the Skyhammer Annihilation Force. Okay. That I, that's also kind of all your eggs in a basket kind of a scenario but it's a little bit i've used it two or three times and it's worked pretty well yeah so i'll probably try that next time use uh use a, a tech marine as a as an hq you, all right you stick a conversion beamer on him yeah and you sit him in the back and he can do all kinds of stuff or use a or use the librarian and mm -hmm. and and park him next to some centurions yep you know, or uh, your your Karen or something, yeah. And they can sit back, safe, you know, and just you know use prescience and just blow things away. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of expensive to get all those guys on a bike. <laughs> so um, I I like mobility, but assault squads aren't very tough. So I'm probably just by themselves not good as part of the Skyhammer when they get you know the pinning rules and the ability to come in turn one and all yeah. that stuff that makes them cool and that makes them good. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Um, so so I'm gonna spend less points on expensive units and focus on um, more tactical units. Yeah. So all right. Yeah, that's it. And I know, and I definitely want to use a flyer. So I'm probably bringing my Storm Talon because that thing always does work. That thing always does work. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. If I can get a game in tomorrow over at Next Gen Games, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving messages to some Facebook dudes to see if they want to play tomorrow. I'll report back on our next battle report um, how that goes. Well, I, I guess chance. that's it. That's, yeah. our, that's our episode 23. I want to thank you for listening as always. We had our second biggest month uh, in terms of listenership. Yay. In July. 
the the biggest month was of course when Rain was a guest. Yes, that was. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> still, in our number one episode. Yeah, well, that was quite the remarkable. For some, I don't know. For some reason, guys like hearing girls talk. Uh, about Warhammer. It's yeah. weird that way. We had our our second biggest month in terms of listenership. We're, mm-hmm. we're continuing to grow the listenership. We're really grateful that you guys join us for an hour, an hour and a half and listen to us ramble on. Um, <laughs> we appreciate it. If you want to reach us with your suggestions for Horus Heresy casting oh, yes. <laughs> or just say hi or tell us what we can do to make a better podcast, you can reach us at theeyeofterrorpodcast at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Facebook page. Just look for the Eye of Terror podcast. Uh, we are on Stitcher and iTunes and SoundCloud. So tell your friends. Please, we're lonely. <laughs> we're not that lonely, but okay. Until next time, I'm George. And uh, I'm Alec. And we play 40K. We'll see you guys soon. 